between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this mass movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Geekorama, 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 it's a drama, yeah, Geekorama, 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 it's a drama, yeah. Well, apologies to Gua for once again screwing up one of their classic songs. But needs must as the devil drives, and the devil is back in the driving seat for Geekorama episode two. Um, I'm Tim, your host, and I'm going to be talking about some of the things that Mass Movement's been sent in for review, some of the things that really need a deeper dive and really need me to spend some more time looking at. So, first of all, it's the second trade paperback from Christopher Cantwell's run on Doctor Doom, Bedford Falls. Uh, the art by Salvador La Roca, and as you'd imagine from, from La Roca, you know, knowing La Roca's work, it is sublime from beginning to end. Every page and every panel is dripping in gorgeous detail, and you just can't take your eyes off this book. But what really sells it is Cantwell. Um, so basically, Camel's story finds Doom teaming up with Kang to try and save Earth from Reed Richards' artificially created black hole on the moon. And in doing so, he hopes to reclaim the Latverian throne, which he does. But that's a story for another day because, you know, it's Doom and Doom belongs in the Latverian throne and there's no way Victor's not going to be sat in there for very long. What really saw me on this book, though, was the way that Cantwell explores some of the um, deeper ideas in his story. So... He asked, you know, he basically poses the question, can an individual change? Because Victor, overcome by remorse, tries to dedicate himself to good, you know, but has the diving cast since, since Victor was born. Can he actually, actually become an active force for good? And Victor is just true to being Victor all the way through. You know, are we who we are? Is the die cast the moment of our birth? Are we slaves to our own base nature or is there more to us? Unfortunately, this is the Marvel Universe and Victor is who Victor is. He has to be who he is. Um, there's no hope for him. There's no redemption. And so, no. But it's a great road he travels down. You know, he actively tries, but is but cannot do it. He just cannot give in to change. He cannot be something he's not. And Catwell explores this brilliantly in Bedford Falls. And honestly, if you're going to check out one book about Doctor Doom, this is the one to do it. Um, the rivalry he has with Kang is hilarious. The interplay between the two characters really works because, you know, they are just, they, they yin and yang, they're the opposite sides of the same coin. They are just too similar to each other to get along. And the 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 insults and the barbs they trade, and the way they try to outdo each other just to try and save the just to try and save the world and prove that the other one is better than the other is fantastic. It's a great book. That's Doctor Doom Bedford Falls by Christopher Cantwell and Salvador La Roca. Go grab it now. Let's have a tune, shall we, folks? Um, all right, this is Death of Youth uh, with a song cover feature. Their latest records out on Engineer Records. Funnily enough, um, anyway, yeah. Death of youth, get down with your bad selves and enjoy. This day should be a safe place. So why do we 
Death of the Youth with cover feature, which is taken from their latest album, Demons Never Die on Engineer Records. It's kind of cool. It's kind of out there. It reminds me sort of um, of the driving if they were playing that late New York hardcore, late 90s New York hardcore. It's kind of cool. Kind of, I kind of like it. Kind of like it a lot. Next up on the Mass Movement Radar is Iggy and the Stooges from K.O. to Chaos. It's the complete Skydog Recordings box set, and it is superb. Three metallic KO live albums from the 70s include The Stooges' last show in 1974 and uh, another live album, Telera Chaos, which is their reunion show from Japan in, 2000, in March 2004. There's two discs of um, rarities. There's uh, a DVD of Iggy doing acoustic stuff and a CD of Iggy doing acoustic stuff. And it's all accompanied by a massively comprehensive booklet. It's 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 a Stooges essential. See, I was turned on the Stooges, uh, in the Stooges, originally by my friend Richard in oh, good grief, nineteen eighty eight maybe. And I've been a fan since. I mean, I know I was late to the party, but it's better to be late than you know not arrive at all. And I swear this would have Richard's seal of approval on it. It is just a thing of beauty. It's released by Jungle Records. Um, it was sent to us by MVD and Clint MVD. Hey, Clint, how are you doing, brother? Um, and I've spent three days just listening to it, just kicking back in stu- absolute Stooges glory. Yeah, some of the live stuff's a little rough in places, but it's just, it captures that energy and chaos that the Stooges were all about, that sort of proto-punk rock feel that made them who they are. It's a great box set. And honestly, if, you like, if you've even got a, if you, even if you're slightly interested in Iggy Pop, you need to put some cash down and get this. So just my, my advice... Pop along to either MVD's website or our Amazon and give some money to Bezos. 
or give the money to John or give you money to Aguirre and give you money to MVD because this box set is absolutely killer. Right then, it's uh, time for another track. This time by a local chap called Pay the Man. Well, the band called Pay the Man. The, the man behind it's Kyle Smith. Um, can't tell you a lot about the album because he's only sent us the single situation ship, uh, which is what I'm going to play you now. But I think you're going to dig it. I think you're going to like it. So pop along to Kyle's Bandcamp, which is Pay the Man. Well, just go to Bandcamp, type in Pay the Man, and it should come up. It's the single situation ship. The album's out now. Enjoy.
that was Pay the Man. And like I said, if you if you did if you dug it and if you got down with Kyle, pop along to uh, Pay the Man's Bandcamp, stick some money down and get the record off Kyle. Because, you know, support your local artists, support your friends, and support those musicians who have been really struggling through this whole pandemic. And I know Kyle has put a lot of time and effort into this record, and it shows. It's really cool. So, yeah, do the right thing, folks. So, next up is the latest Umbrella Academy book by Gerard Way, Sean Simon, with art by Ian J. Colbert, and letters by the awesome Nate Picos. Um, it's called You Look Like Death, and rather than being a straight Umbrella Academy story, it's, it's about Klaus's sojourn in Hollywood. So he's kicked out the Umbrella Academy and he heads west, as you do when you're young and, you know, you have a talent. And it's about his initial adventures there. And as you'd expect, it is all sorts of nuts. It's uh, sex, drugs, demons, gods, redemption, and Klaus learning to become Klaus and learning to harness his power to use for something other than his own selfish benefit. It's... I guess it's Jared Way, you know, explaining who Klaus is between the book and the series. Um, with a little help from his friend Sean Smith. It's Sean Simon, rather. It's, yeah, it's it's fun. It's interesting and it's really odd. And it just it absolutely rips the piss out of Hollywood, especially the sort of um, late 50s, early 60s model of Hollywood that they're trying to just expose and, and just show. It's this sort of a way of exposing the seed here in the belly of, of a system that was locked in its own sort of bullshit for years and years and years. And by establishing a hierarchical system and, you know, people's places within that, within that, well, that system, um, Way and Simon come up with a hell of a story into which Klaus just naturally fits because, you know, he's every bit of seedy drug adult and, um, self-serving as the rest of Hollywood are. It it just works. It's a great book. Um, again, Coleman's art really, really works. I mean, he's in the same way that Gabriel Barr's art worked with the Umbrella Academy, Coleman's art works with this story because he manages to sort of um, capture that awfulness that we all know is part of Hollywood, that sort of seedy, disgusting underbelly that we all, we all suspect is there. We can't actually prove it. Um, and when we see celebrity exposés, this is what it's like. It's like, you know, this is, it's just, oh, a world in which Klaus fits in perfectly before he finds his own sort of redemption and sets out to make it a little bit better um, and take payment and copious amounts of drugs. It's just a great book. Uh, it's on Dark Horse, and I think it's published any day now. So, yeah, pick up the trade. And enjoy. And if you've been loving the TV series, you're going to really, really love this book. Especially if you're, you know, one of the Klaus kids. Yeah, check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. I know um, we've waxed lyrical, me and Chris, about Arco before. And, you know, I've, I've talked about Arco and Nate on the show as well. And they've been. But it is literally the bastion of punk rock scenes. You, it is the best scene in the UK, um, as well as the longest... UK's longest standing scene. Um, I always wanted to be Welly when I grew up because the dude, there's no compromise. He just puts it all on the line with every issue. And this 35th anniversary one, absolutely no different. Uh, I mean, it's 32 years since I started reading this scene. And, you know, I've not 
lost interest in it. I've not thought, okay, oh God, he's gone off the boil. It's always been consistently good, and this this issue is is just more of the same. Uh, it comes with the uh, reissue of none of the above's uh, legendary Moscow EP, and it sounds better than it ever did. And while there's interviews with bands like Strike Anyone and the Diaz Brothers, what really sold me on it was the in-depth feature with uh, Septic Death, because Welly and Paul, their drummer, get right into it. They go deep and they dig deep. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much hardcore means to me, I guess, and my generation of um, UK hardcore kids and UK punk rockers, because... Without it, we wouldn't have discovered half the bands we have, you know. And um, the fact that Welly's still doing it after all this time and is still putting out consistently great issue after great, great issue after great issue is just a testament to his drive and his passion for punk rock and all things punk. Uh, yeah, it's it's another great issue. I, I honestly, I can't even begin to say enough good things about alcohol. Um, if you're in the UK, go to Boss Tunage and pick it up from the store there. If you're in the US, I think there's various distros have got it. Or if you're on Facebook, check out our core fanzine on there and make sure, you know, chuck Welly some money and just keep it going because this, this is the spirit of punk rock just wrapped up in one magazine. <laughs> he just keeps on doing it time after time after time and it just keeps on getting better. It's, it's issue 40. It's like 35th anniversary issue. Like I said, I've been reading it for 32 years since I was 16. And in all that time, I think I've missed like five issues. Uh, it's just, forget Maximum Rock and Roll, forget Flipside. If you want the real spirit of underground punk rock, it's hardcore. It's that simple. Just you, if, if you think you're punk rock, you need to read it. I can't say anymore. I just, it just is awesome. All right, my lovelies, let's have another track, shall we? Okay, this is Tired Radio. Um, it's taken from their latest album, Patterns, on Engineer Records. It's called Five Day Bender, uh, which is rather appropriate because I feel like I've been on one, been drinking the Rock Up Whiskey from, uh, well, Rock Up Whiskey, Rock Up Bourbon, from what you call Samuel Joe's, and my God, that's sort of like industrial cleaner. It will scrub out an engine and it will scrub out your insides quicker than Domestos will. Um, so, yeah, here's Five Day Bender because that's what I've been on. Woo!
That was Tired Radio with Five Day Bender from their latest album Patterns on Engineer Records. Okay, so finally, um, I am a massive geek. I don't make any secret of it. Never have and I never will. Uh, and I like to think of Mass Move as being one of the homes of UK-based punk rock geekery. And to that effect, the wonderful people at Asmodee Games, who are the UK's biggest distributor of all those weird and wonderful role-playing and board games that you just love to spend weekends immersed in, have sent us a copy of Marvel X-Men's Mutant Interaction. Uh, it's published by Fantasy Flight Games. And it is fast. It is fun. And it is absolutely furious. It's a town, uh, turn-based card, card game. Um, the rules... It's a fantasy fight game, so the rules can take a little bit of getting used to. But once you get used to them, they're really easy to understand. And it's, it's like I said, it's a fast game. You, you just get fully immersed into it. Um, it takes about an hour to two hours to play. Uh, and you can either just like play single scenarios or you can play a bunch of linked adventures, which will help you to save the world from the Hellfire Club and, you know, and put Krakoa back on the map as it's starting to lose its position within uh, the global scheme of things. Um, yeah, the comprehensive the rules, like I said, but you it takes a while to get into it. But once you get into it, you know you can't not enjoy this game, and when and it combines two of my great loves, comics and gaming. And um, I, I mean, I played this with my wife and my daughter, and they're not big comics people, but they love the X Men, and that's I guess what kind of rope them into playing this game. Uh, and they really enjoyed it. Because it was, like I say, it's just, it's fun. More than anything else, it's fun. It's, it allows you to take on a role that helps you to save the universe. If you ever wanted to be a superhero, this is the best way you're going to get to do it without swallowing a, without swallowing some sort of chemical concoction or being bitten by a radioactive spider or, you know, bombarding yourself with gamma rays. Uh, <laughs> again, it's fantasy if I just managed to nail everything. It's not a cheap game, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going to cost you a ten. It's not going to cost you twenty quid. It's probably going to end up costing you somewhere around thirty-five quid. But it's worth every penny because every component in this game has been put together with love and care and attention to detail. And you know, as with everything that um, Fantasy Flight do, the devil is in all the delightful, delicious little details. Everything is superb. Everything works. Nothing has left a chance. You don't think. Oh, there's that gap in the rules that could maybe bridge by that. No, it, it it works from beginning to end. It works. It's fun. It's easy to understand, and you'll just have a great time playing. And as Stan Lee would have said, it's a Marvel must-have for every mutant maniac. Excelsior! And on that note, um, I think I really want to go off and play another round of Mutant Insurrection. So I'm gonna leave you for the time being. So. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Geekorama. Um, hope to see you next time. And I'm going to play you out with Piledriver and a delightful track called Road Dog taken from their latest DP, Constant Battles, on Engineer Records. So get ready for some hardcore. Ta-ta.